Hey there, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy, the go-to podcast for moms who love Jesus and want to live an intentional life overflowing with joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and here on the podcast, we're all about Jesus, joy, presence, simplicity, practical tips, prayer, focusing on what matters, reading our Bibles, and cultivating a peaceful family life. How does that sound, mama friend? Good? Then let's get started. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm Stephanie, your host. I'm so happy that you are joining me today. I am all about encouragement. If you didn't know that yet, yep, I'm all about encouraging moms and especially encouraging you in your faith life, in your walk with the Lord. And the Bible is our guidebook for life. So I thought, why not leave you all with some biblical encouragement today? So I want to start with encouragement for marriage because this is the, you know, the rock on which our family is built. And if you are a single mom or um, a widow, not married, that is okay. I think you should still listen to this part and then I'm going to get more into mom life and a few other things. But um, let's start with marriage because Usually in a family, that is what things are built on, right? And let's just get into it. (laughs) Okay, so here's Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and clings to his wife, and the two of them become one body. How beautiful. God sets this up in the first chapter of the Bible. The importance and the sanctity of marriage, of the marital bond, and then we go to 1 Corinthians 7, 3. The husband should fulfill his duty toward his wife and likewise the wife toward her husband. And so in 1 Corinthians, you know, this is the, there's an echo of, um, of you know, not depriving each other. Um, being bonded to each other. This is an echo of Genesis. So we see throughout the whole Bible, it all fits together. The sanctity of marriage, the importance of marriage, and also, I always chuckle at this verse, 1 Corinthians 7, 5, do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent for a time to be free for prayer, but then return to one another so that Satan may not tempt you through your lack of self-control. So here we're hearing that the marital intimacy is extremely important and is something that we should value and again is is sanctified, is holy, is good. And I love how, um, you know, then Jesus elevates marriage when he talks about marriage he compares his love to that of a bridegroom so he's comparing his love to the church love for the church to uh, you know a husband and wife a bridegroom so i i love that we can look to the bible and see that marriage is important marriage is sanctified marriage is really put on this pedestal of of holiness and and it's important and so I think this can encourage us today because we know that God cares about our marriage we know that God cares about our union with our spouse and so 
that means we can ask him for his help. We can ask him for, you know, the fruits of the spirit so that we can be patient and peaceful and kind and generous with our spouse. And then I'm going to read, um, you know, our favorite verse, right? First Corinthians 13 verses four to eight. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. It is not pompous. It is not inflated. It is not rude. It does not seek its own interests. It is not quick tempered. It does not brood over injury. It does not rejoice over wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So I think that can really encourage us today that true love, holy love, it never fails. We can feel confident in that. We can trust God that he is blessing our marriages. And when we invite him in, our marriage can be transformed to something just so elevated and holy and beautiful. Does this mean that our marriages will be easy? No, definitely not. That is not the case with anything in life. That's why when you look to the Psalms, you see, you know, people crying out and asking God for help. And and throughout the Bible, you know, there's just so much need for God. So I think we can be reassured that God will be with us in our marital struggles because things will come up that are hard. And if we can just pray 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, that we can be patient, that we can be kind, that we can not be quick tempered, but let go of things, not um, rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth. I think we can really and truly have those good and holy marriages that we each really want. So let's move on now. I hope that was helpful and encouraging to you to show you that God really cares about marriage and it is holy and sanctified in his eyes. Let's move on to mom life. So for moms, there is so much, so much that we can um, read about in the Bible. I thought it was really interesting, um, you know, reading in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 to 4. I thought this was a great, just something to meditate on for parents and most of you are moms. So I'm going to say moms, but parents can read this together. So here it is, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life on earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up with the training and instruction of the Lord. So, not only are we being encouraged to have our children obey us, and, you know, as moms, we have parents too. (laughs) So, this can remind us to honor our father and mother, um, to show them the love of Jesus, to show them respect and kindness and all the different fruits of the spirit that I'm going to get into pretty soon here. 
Um, And then just not provoking our children to anger, but bringing them up with the training and instruction of the Lord. Just such a good reminder as parents, we are the first teachers of our children and we're teaching them about the gospel with our words and with our actions. So just that verse four reminds me to bring up my children, you know, in the training and instruction of the Lord, which is not always words. It's often deeds, like often what we're doing as parents that our children will remember. So I thought that was really powerful. Um, Okay, now I want to move on to, like I was saying, Galatians, the fruits of the Spirit. So this is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. This is probably going to be familiar to you all, but let's read through it. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So we can pray for these things, friends. We can ask God for the fruits of the Spirit. We can say, come Holy Spirit and fill me, fill us, fill us with these fruits. So when you're having a hard mom day, be encouraged that you can look up to heaven and and say, come Holy Spirit, give me patience. Come Holy Spirit, give me love. I really, really need help right now. (laughs) I want to lose it. I want to yell. I'm frustrated. Um, Please come and help me, God. We can cry out to him. And this, this, um, you know, these verses remind us that these fruits are from the Holy Spirit. These fruits are from God. So these aren't things that we create on our own. These are things that God blesses us with, that God will give us if we ask for these gifts, these fruits. So I think that's pretty incredible. Now let's move on to Psalm 127, 3 to 4. I love this. This is just so encouraging. I'm going to say that word about 10 million times this episode. Sorry, friends. So, okay. Psalm 127 verses three and four. Children too are a gift from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children born in one's youth. Isn't that so lovely? Children are a gift from the Lord. So what if we each decided... We are going to see our children as a gift. We're going to see them as this precious gift, not this person who is stealing our sleep and our time and interrupting us all day. Although those things are real. Let's let's acknowledge the hard, but let's also remember oh, our children. They're precious. They're precious in the sight of the Lord and they're such a gift. And, and God asks us to become like little children, right? He says, let the children come to me. They're such a gift. They remind us of what really matters. They are so simple. And their love of God is just so pure. It's so beautiful. Okay, last verse about mom life. And then we're going to move on to anxiety because this is something I know a lot of us struggle with. And there's so much support in the Bible for this. There's so much God wants to say to us in our struggles with um, anxious feelings and thoughts. And I I found scripture to be a true anchor for me during um, this pregnancy and and my struggle with anxiety. Um, Okay, so last verse about mom life. Okay, I love this. 
Matthew 28, 19-20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. That's God's command to us too, mama friends, disciples of all nations. I'm going to say we can replace that and say, make disciples of all your children. (laughs) So maybe we're not out there evangelizing in the streets, (laughs) in other countries, missionary work. I mean, maybe you are. And if you are amazing, but most of you listening, myself included, we're at home with our children and that's who we're discipling. So I just want to remind you what a good and holy calling that is. And, and God is blessing it. And he says, I'm with you always until the end of the age. So that's a beautiful reminder for us today that he's with us in this hard and holy work of discipling our young children, you know, grown children, whoever they are. Um, he's with us in this work. Okay, let's talk about anxiety. So a lot of us are feeling anxious right now. Things feel out of control. I think for me with um, my mom's cancer journey and, you know, being pregnant and the upcoming birth, all those things make me feel very out of control and that triggers anxiety. And so maybe that's the case for you with 2020. That that also has triggered my anxiety. Um, and just even into 2021 now, it's still hard because there's a lot we can't control. We can't make something open back up. We can't make COVID go away. We we just can't force these things to happen. So we have to patiently wait and accept that we're not in control of everything. So I'm going to read some verses that will hopefully um, encourage you. There's that word again, and uplift you and just remind you that your struggles are not something that are you know, that, that God can't understand your struggles aren't something that are, you know, weird or abnormal or wrong. You know, these are human struggles. These are common things that people deal with these feelings of loss of control and anxiousness and, and feeling like you don't know what to do. Um, and God wants to be here with you in this. This is why it's in the Bible. So again, the guidebook for life, um, we're getting so many reminders in the Bible about, um, like we covered marriage and mom life, and now we're going to move on to anxiety, and then I'm going to close with some encouragement, some biblical encouragement for your prayer life. So this is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, and I think most people know this, but um, I'm just going to read it anyway. (laughs) It's going to sound familiar. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I want to read that one more time and emphasize a few words. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That is a jam-packed 
scripture right there. I encourage you actually after this to go and maybe meditate and journal for a few minutes on Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 because truly this is one of the best verses about anxiety because God is literally telling us, you know, through St. Paul, he's literally saying this is what you do when you're struggling with anxiety. This is this is what you do. And this isn't to say you can't get professional help because I'm going to be really honest and say I actually have um, a counselor I'm going to meet with in two weeks, two weeks from when I'm recording this. So, um, so yeah, you can totally reach out for professional help, but God's also telling us spiritually what we can do specifically, um, which I just think is incredible. What a gift he gives us here. Okay. Now Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and uphold you with my right hand of justice. So God is going to hold us up, friends. First, we got to reach out, though. That's very important. The first step is reaching out. Okay, Matthew chapter 10, verse 31. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. That phrase right there, do not be afraid. It's in the Bible a lot. God's reminding us not to fear even the unknowns. Now, John chapter 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. So if we can have faith in God, we can let our hearts be at rest. Our hearts do not need to be troubled. Psalm 34, verse 4. This is my phone wallpaper. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 56, 3. I say this every morning. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. This is part of my morning routine because I've felt a lot of fear lately. And so let me read that again. Psalm 56, 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Not the world, friends. We put our trust in God. Yes, in God. Okay, lastly, about anxiety and and God releasing us from our fears. This is Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. This is a lot, but I think it's worth, worth listening to. Again, this is something that you could take and meditate on later and just really unpack. There's so much goodness here. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wild flowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? 
So do not worry and say, what are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you. Be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. Okay, that was a lot, I know, but oh, so good. My favorite two verses are 27 and 33. Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? The answer would be no. And verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given you besides. Seek first the kingdom of God. Such good advice. Okay. Let's wrap this up. I know this is a little longer than my usual solo episode, but I just felt it was really important to give you all of this, especially because I will be going on maternity leave soon and leaving my podcast in the lovely and, you know, very, um, what is the word? (laughs) Pregnancy brain. Um, competent. Yeah. The competent hands of, of my lovely guests who are coming on the podcast, over the next few months to, to really walk you through scripture and encourage you. So here, let's end with, um, prayer, biblical encouragement about prayer. And I mean, this prayer is a relationship with God. So basically the whole Bible is about this, but I picked out a few, few passages. So this is Matthew chapter six, verses five to 15. I'm not going to read all of it because we're running out of time, but I do want to say, highlight a few verses here. So verse five, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. Now verse six, but when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door and pray to your father in secret. And then verse eight says, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Then starting with verse nine, This is the Our Father prayer. So Jesus is teaching us how to pray. So beautiful. Okay, Mark chapter 1, verse 35. This one always gets me. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Ouch! Rising before dawn, I'm not a morning person. But Jesus is showing us what we should do. So... Me in this season right now, pregnant, you know, going to be newly postpartum pretty soon here, you know, with a newborn waking me up. Jesus has mercy on us. If you're not in a season where you're sleeping, please don't rise before dawn. (laughs) You need your sleep. Um, But if you're in a season where you can get to bed at a decent time and get a full night's sleep that's not broken up and you can rise early before dawn, I encourage you to do so. And the times I've done it, oh, it's beautiful. It's just a magical time of the morning. Okay, so now John um, chapter 17. Okay, the whole chapter, it's just jam-packed. But I just want to say, this is Jesus praying to his Father. So I think we can learn so much from the book of John chapter 17 about how to pray and how we can pray for others and um, just some of the words that we could even use 
Like, I pray not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. So we can pray for unity in the church. This is just, this is a great jumping off point if you need some help with starting a prayer. Just reading through John chapter 17, I think, is a great start. Um, Okay, so now Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 46. I love this so much. I want to focus on verse 42. Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Still, not my will, but yours be done. And I want to end here because my verse of the year is fiat, or my word of the year, I mean, is fiat. And this verse, and you know, the verse with Mary saying, behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Um, and then Jesus, the, the agony in the garden, him accepting God's will. That's what I want for myself. That's what I want for each of you. Because when we accept God's will for our life, when we pray like this with abandon, with just complete trust in God and his holy and precious will for each of us, when we pray like this, oh, our lives are going to be so blessed. So I hope this episode encouraged you. I know it's longer than my usual solo episodes, but I thought it was so important to just flood you with biblical encouragement because again these words are spirit and life friend I encourage you to open your bible today maybe pick a few of the verses that I shared a great one is Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 that's about the fruits of the spirit Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 or Isaiah 41 10 those are really good for combating fear and anxiety um And then looking to Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 15, Jesus teaching us how to pray. And then, like I said, my favorite in Luke chapter 22, 39 to 46, Jesus' agony in the garden where he just gives God everything and says, not my will, but yours be done. So may that be our prayer today. May you be blessed. I pray blessings over you and your family And go grab that Bible and a nice beverage. Allow your kids to climb all over you while you're reading the Bible. Or maybe rise before dawn if you're in that kind of season. And um, just dive into the word and may it just speak to you today, friend. I am praying for you and it's such a joy to be with you today. I will chat with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.